Well, happy Mother's Day to all the ladies who are tuning in today. Today we are celebrating all the moms and the grandmas, the sisters and the aunts. We're celebrating all the teachers and mentors and friends. And I just wanna let you know what you do, how you love and take care of those around you, it matters. And I know right now in this season that we're in, in this time of quarantine or shelter in place, it's not necessarily the way that we want to celebrate um, Mother's Day. But I just wanted to remind you that God um, sees you and he cares for you even while we're in this season. And so um, you might be a woman who right now is now um, working from home and you're trying to help your kids with their distance learning. What you're doing matters. You may be a woman who is a teacher and so now all of a sudden you are trying to teach all of your students um, through a computer. You're trying to figure out how to teach them with hands-on learning and all the different learning styles, all while teaching them at a distance. And what you're doing, it matters. Um, you may be a woman who leaves your house every day to um, go and serve on the front lines, to care for those that are hurting and sick, and you're putting yourself into a vulnerable situation. And we thank you for that. It matters. You are all making a difference where you're at in the season of life that you're in right now. And I love this verse in Philippians 1.6, and it says, Be confident in this that he who created um, and began a good work in you will carry it to completion till the day of Jesus Christ. So whatever God has already called you to, whatever God has already started in you, he is gonna carry it to completion. So right now your purpose may look a little different, things might look a little different, but you still have a purpose and you still have a plan for right where you are in this season. And so I just wanna pray a blessing over each lady that's tuning in today and just ask God to remind you of who you are, to open your eyes to those around you during the season and to just bless you in the days ahead. God, Lord, I just lift up just every woman to you who is tuning in today to this video. Lord God, I just pray for the woman who is struggling to find her purpose right now. God, I just pray that you just remind her that even though she's limited, that she has not been forgotten and that she still has a plan and purpose and calling on her life. God, open her eyes to what that is. Help her to see those around her that you have placed in her path. Um, even if it's different than what it used to be, God, help her to realize that she does still have a purpose, God. Lord, I pray for the women who may be missing a loved one this Mother's Day. God, I just pray that you will wrap your loving arms around her today. God, I just pray that you will comfort her and um, just fill her mind with all those wonderful memories and um, ways that she can remember this loved one, God, and just um, remind her that you are near. Lord God, I pray for the woman who is waiting um, for an answer to prayer, God. Um, I know it is hard in the waiting and sometimes we want answers right now, but Lord, just remind her that you are there in the waiting, that your ways are better than our ways and that you will direct her path and that she can just rest in you in this time of waiting and to know that you are in control. God, Lord, I pray for the women who may be carrying some fear and some anxiety right now in the season that we're in. Lord, I just pray that she can release that to you God, I pray that her faith will rise up over those fears as she continues to trust you each day. 
God, Lord, I just um, pray that each one of these women, I pray that you will fill them with exactly what they need to continue to love and care for those that you have placed in their path. God, remind them today that you love and you care for them too, that you see them and that you will fill them with hope as we continue out these days and that your strength, that their strength comes from you, God. And we love you and we thank you for all that you're going to do. In your name I pray, amen. All right, ladies, well, we have some awesome gifts that we want to give to you today just to let you know that we love you and we care for you. So today, from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock, we are going to be passing out curbside, some Mother's Day gifts. We'd love to, for you to come by the church, drive around to the back, and somebody will be out there to um, give you your gifts. We have a nice mug that says, Woman of God, on one side, and on the other side it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139.14. We also have... Um, some nice scripture cards that are in this nice little box and there are 32 of them this is what I'm excited about um, you can read one each day it has an awesome Bible verse on the back it has maybe a question or just a prompting of something you can do um, but let these scripture cards just um, just minister to your heart uh, maybe you feel led to stick one in a card to send to a friend or just be an encouragement to you during this time um, but we just invite you again to come today between three and five come to the back of the church property you don't even have to get out of your car we're going to bring them right to you and we just want to say we love you and we care for you and we miss you here at lake point church happy mother's day and welcome to lake point church we're so glad that you can worship with us this morning and uh, if this is your first time with us, my name is Pastor Scott, and Lake Point Church Locate is in Shelby Township, Michigan. And again, if this is your first time with us, we'd love to connect with you. And all you have to do is uh, text us at 586-800-0432, and, and you can um, type in the word connect, and we'd like to connect with you in that way, and you get a link and, uh, and give us your information. I'd love to know who's watching and how we can uh, connect with you uh, today. Also, in that same number, you can type the word handout, and you can get the handout notes for today's message this morning. And uh, again, happy Mother's Day. We celebrate all of our ladies uh, here in our church and in our community. And, and, and this is your day, right? This is your day, and I hope that you have a great day. I hope you have a nice day because I know... I know you deserve it, right? I, I was reading online, or actually someone sent it to me the past week, and uh, they said, yeah, you can either have a nice day or you can help your child with your math homework. You can't have both. And so today, don't help your child's homework. Have a nice day. Make this your day, and I, you deserve a break. In fact, uh, we're taking a break, and... Uh, we're going to take a break from Daniel for just one week. Next week, we'll, we'll continue Daniel chapter 4 in our, in our, as we talk about stuck and what it means to be stuck. And, and I still want to talk about being stuck today, but um, Daniel chapter 4 talks about King, Nebuch King Nebuchadnezzar turning into a wolf man. And I thought that would be kind of a weird uh, day or weird sermon for Mother's Day. And so we just kind of push that forward. And uh, I just want to encourage you this morning with a few things. Um, and today I want to talk about being stuck in a rut. Stuck in a rut. I mean, I think all of us, you know, we might be, like, might be there. We have some days where you're, you're feeling great, 
And you know, some days you just feel like you're in a rut. You feel like you're in the funk, all right? You, you just feel stuck mentally. And, uh, and sometimes we, we are going through this, you know, and a lot of times we're listening to the lies that we grew up listening to, um, the voices of negative, the negative voices in our head, and, and they get to us. And, and I want to talk about that for a little bit. I want to talk about those negative lies and those, those uh, lies, you know, that we listen to and that we sometimes believe. You know, for example, in my life, you know, I had a, I had a great childhood, you know, in my elementary, um, in my elementary life and middle school got a little crazy. You know, if you're a middle schooler, you know what I'm talking about. You know, middle school life, it's kind of awkward. And then you get into, you know, you get to eighth grade and you're like, man, I own the school. And then you graduate up and you go into high school as a ninth grader and all of a sudden you feel like, oh man, it's kind of awkward, it's kind of weird. And that was like that for me. I think for most of us, that's true for a lot of us. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, trying to, you know, go out for recess for in elementary school or, or PE in middle school and we pit teams. And, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy that get, pick, that get picked last, you know, it doesn't do good, good for me. You know, uh, I don't like to be picked last, you know, and, and, and maybe at the end of the school year, I get the, an award, the Honorable Mention Award. And that's just another way of saying, nice try, Scott. You know, good, you, know you tried. Good. It was okay. It wasn't that great. And uh, here's an award for you, Honorable Mention. Um, people who don't know me, you know, with my hearing aids, you know, the first time they meet me, i uh, be honest with you, it's always hard for me to introduce myself to new people because I know at first they're going to be thinking, man, what's wrong with that guy? Now, what's wrong with him? And, and so I sometimes have to explain who I am and why I'm a little bit different and why I sound different. And it, it's those lies in my head that I sometimes feed myself and I struggle with this. Watching myself preach on Sunday morning. You know, I don't, I don't used to do that. You know, um, I used to preach on Sunday mornings, but I think most of you figure it out that I'm preaching during the week. You know, and time, Pastor Tom, he videotaped me, and, 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 and this is our Sunday morning. You know, we produced it for Sunday morning. And so right now, I'm sitting on the couch in my basement, and I'm watching this, and, and this is not fun for me. I mean, every week, I'm like, oh, man, that was the worst sermon ever. The worst. And I believe in those lies. And I have to look at my wife, Karen. I said, it was okay, right? And she said, oh, it was great. And I said, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could just do it over again. And, and, and I get to watch it twice every Sunday morning. I'm there. And uh, <laughs> it's not easy. It's so easy for me. And I think it's easy for all of us just to dwell on the negatives to dwell on negative thoughts, negative lies, and, and if I'm not careful, I'll find myself in a rut. I'll find myself stuck in a rut. And uh, I want to talk about these lies, some of these lies you believe in. Uh, one of those lies is, I don't fit in. I don't fit in. Or, or you don't belong here. <laughs> you don't belong here. Or, or you don't, you're not one of us. And we try hard to fit in. We'll try to make everyone happy. We try to be someone that we're not. Uh, we do everything that we, we try to do to, to try to fit in, but the more that we try to fit in, 
the more we're frustrated because we're not being who we are. And we work hard to be, we work hard to try to fit in. Another lie is this lie of, that we've been, that we believed in, it's this lie that says, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Uh, we, we've been fed that lie before. Maybe growing up, you, 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 you were taught, or someone told you, man, you're not, you don't measure up. You don't measure up, or you don't have what it takes. And, and if you believe this lie, you, you find yourself trying to overcompensate in the way that you perform for the approval of others. Uh, if you don't think I'm good enough, you know, watch me try to win your love and your approval. Just watch me. And, and that's what we do. And, and we feel like we're not good enough. And so what we do, we, we, we work our bonds off, doing whatever it takes, trying to prove something to somebody, or maybe you're trying to prove yourself. Maybe with sports, you know, you had to be the best. Or, or maybe you had to be first chair in the band. For the grown-up, you know, you're still performing. You're still trying to please your boss. You're still trying to be the perfect wife or the perfect husband or the perfect provider. And if everything's not perfect, you feel like a failure. You're not good enough. I know many ladies. You know, you want to be the perfect homemaker. And yet you have days where you might have a child that's screaming, you know, another child who won't eat their food, a child who's like a non-stop talking parrot that's just mama, mama about a thousand times in one day. And then you have another child bouncing off the wall, swinging from the ceiling fan like he's Tarzan. And you feel like a total failure at times as mothers. You know what I'm talking about. You say, I can't do anything right. But dads, you know, you want to be the perfect providers. You know, so you spend... So they spend their life trying to make more money and working more hours so that their family can get everything that, you know, you didn't have when you were growing up. And yet, they don't want that. They, they just want you, and they just want your time. And, and, but we're working so much trying to overcompensate for the approval of others. We work so hard, yet we still hear the negative voice. Yeah, you're a failure. You're not good enough. And I, I wonder how many of us think that way sometimes. Here's another lie that we listen to. A lie that says, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. You are not worthy of acceptance. And if you believe this lie, we feel, you feel rejected and always looking for love in the wrong places. You never feel love. You always feel rejected. And, and, and I hope that you know, maybe you're here today and say, man, that's me. I feel like I am not worthy. Well, this morning, I just want to give us some practical thoughts here. How we can fight the, fight the lies. How we can tune out. How we can tune out the lies. Because, because Satan, he'll do whatever it takes for us to believe in those negative thoughts and negative lies so that we can be in the dumps, so that we can be stuck in the ruts. And, that, and that's what he wants to do. One of my favorite uh, Proverbs is Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 25. It says, the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. The fear of man. This is this is this idea of man. I gotta earn approval. 
This is where I got to earn for, for people to like me. And, and uh, we, we work hard at this. We work hard to get the acceptance of others. And we work hard for that. But the Bible says it proved to be a snare. It proves to be a, another term, it, it's the idea of a trap. It's a trap. But then he says, whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And what we want to do today is we want to close out those lies, those negative thoughts. And I want us to open up the door of truth. And here's the truth I want, I want us to get. You are not who others say that you are. You are who Christ says that you are. You are who Christ says that you are. And so many of you, you need to learn this. You need to realize that the one who has created you, created you, the one who has given you life, the one who has given you purpose, the one who gave his life for you, you need to listen to his voice. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. I love that. We are God's masterpiece. And, and here's what I know about you. Here's what I know about you. You are uniquely made. You're one of a kind. You're, you're, you're valuable. You're a masterpiece. You're a Monet, a Picasso, a Da Vinci. You are, you are so worth it. And I believe this. When we don't live out what God has made you to be, then there's a giant gap in God's creative order. When you don't live out who God has made you to be, made you to be that masterpiece, then there is a gap in God's creative order. There's a hole in God's story. And only you can fill that part of the story when you live out the person that God has created you to be. And so he said we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ, in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. He's got a plan for your life. He's been working in your life. He's got a plan for you to live out the masterpiece that he created you to be. In Christ Jesus. In Christ. And that's the key. In Christ. In Christ. This morning I want to give us three quick thoughts. Three quick truths that will help us to see who we are in Christ. We're not what others say we are. We are what Christ says about you and me. Here's the first thought. In Christ, you're forgiven. In Christ, you are forgiven. You're forgiven. Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. If you are in Christ, you are forgiven. All the old filth, all the, all the junk, your sins, they're gone. God has, God has taken your sin and he has dumped them into the sea of, forgive, of forgetfulness. He had forgotten them. He had 
He'll deliver you from it. You are forgiven. You are a brand new creation. But the problem is, is that so many people, yeah, they know that Christ has forgiven them, but they haven't forgiven themselves. And my friend, you need to forgive yourself. You have to. You have, you have, you have got to stop putting yourself in a, in a spiritual timeout. We need to come to Christ and realize that he has forgiven us for those who are in Christ. By the way, Satan wants you to believe that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that you, you, you don't deserve anything. He wants you to believe that. He keeps bringing back the old garbage. He'll keep reminding you of your past. And every time he does, you need to remind him of the cross. You need to remind him of the forgiveness that is found in Christ. There are so many people today, they don't have a relationship with Christ. In fact, you might be watching this video this morning, and you're here, and you say, yeah, I don't have a relationship with Christ. And, and, and for a lot of reasons, is you feel like you're just not good enough, that you're not worthy, that you've done so many bad things that Christ could not even look at you if you wanted to. But if you're watching this, I want you to know that's not true. See, Satan wants you to believe that. You see, I, I saw this. No matter how far you stray, God's love runs deeper. God's love is deeper than your deepest sin. And he'll reach out to you. He will forgive you. In Christ, you are forgiven. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, in Christ, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Now, I want you to do this for me real quick, right? Where you're at, in your, I don't know if you're in your bed, I don't know if you're on the couch, I don't know if you're driving out and about, maybe you're taking a walk, or maybe you're trying to cook Mother's Day dinner, Dad, you know, for your mom while you're watching church. But whatever you're doing, I want you to say it with me. In Christ, I am forgiven. Okay, go ahead and say it. In Christ, I am forgiven. I want you to look at somebody in the room. If you got somebody in the room, I want you to look at that person. I want you to say, in Christ, I am forgiven. Number two, in Christ, you are secure. In Christ, you are secure. Second Corinthians chapter 1, and verse 21 and 22, I want you to listen to the security that we see in this verse. It is, now, it is God who makes both us and you, to stand firm in Christ, to be cemented in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us. He put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Whenever you feel insecure, whenever you start hearing those negative voices, those negative lies, remember who you are that you're secure in Christ. You're secure not because of who you are, but who you belong to. You are secure because you are in Christ, because the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave is the same spirit that's living inside of you and inside of me. We have been sealed with the precious blood of Jesus. And back in 1988, I was a bar boy for my varsity basketball team in high school. 
I was in seventh grade, and, uh, and the high school coach said, hey, Scott, would you like to be uh, the Bob boy? I said, sure. And in January of 1988, we had a game, the Bow City team had a game at the Pontiac Silverdome. And this was, one of the, this was the last season that the Detroit Pistons were playing in the Pontiac Silverdome. And so we had the Bow City game, and then there was going to be about a, an hour and a half, two-hour break between the Bow City game and the Pistons game against the Lakers. And that was the year that we lost to the Lakers in the finals, in the NBA finals, and the Lakers won um, that year. But I, I was the ball boy, and, and I, I, I got a, a special pass uh, that I could wear to the game, and it was called full access. I had a full access pass for the varsity game. That means during the Pontiac Silverdome, I could wander around on the main floor, I could go kind of in the back where the locker room were, and I had kind of complete, you know, I had complete, you know, freedom to go wherever I wanted. And I got my buddies who were, who was not on the team, you know, my other seventh and eighth graders doing the stand. They said, man, Scott, get us down here. You now let us come down to you. And I said, nope, I, got, I, can, I only got one of these paths that land you down wind around my neck. And it was cool because I'm walking around and you see the yellow coat ushers, you know, they're trying to block people. All I have to do is show my path. And they said, okay, come on through. And so we had our game and it was kind of cool, you know, playing on the floors, the basketball floor that the Pistons were going to be playing on in a few hours. And, and after the game, um, the, the, we had our final talk with the coach and the, and the players. And I got to wander around a little bit. And, and I started walking around into places I probably should not have been, but I had full access. I had the full access pass. And I walked back into this one room. I didn't even know what room it was. And I opened the door, and I walk in, and in the middle of that room, and it wasn't that big of a room, but I walk in on the LA Lakers basketball team. I mean, there's Pat Riley. Here's a, here's a picture of Pat Riley. Uh, Magic Johnson. I remember clear as day. I see Pat talk. He got his foot. He got his feet up. You know. I mean, I could just see the picture. You know. He got the little clipboard, clipboard in his one hand. He got his foot up on a chair. He kind of really talking intensely to the players. You got Magic Johnson. You got Kareem. You know, one of the best basketball players of all time. You know, he was in the room. A couple other great players. And I walk right in the middle of the warm-up talk. And I'm like, oh, man, I am so sorry. They all look at me. I mean, what a, what a, what a great opportunity to get a bunch of autographs all at once. But, you know, I knew my place. I turned around and walk out. Walk out of that room as quick as I could before I got in trouble. But whenever you hear, my friend, whenever you hear that you're not good enough and that you're not worthy, I want you to know this. Remember that you, have that you are secure in Christ. In other words, you have full access to Christ. You have full access to the throne room of God. We have full access. You are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of a testimony. Because greater is the one who lives in you than he that lives in the world. You are secure, not because of who you are, but because of who you are, because of who you know. You've got full access to every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. 
in Christ Jesus. Psalm 23, verse 5, talks about the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And the Bible says that he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy, that God the Father, he created a table and he invites you to sit at the table with him. We have full access to him, full access. I want you to say out loud. Again, look at somebody in the room. If you're by yourself, just say it out loud so that the neighbors can hear next door. I want you to say, in Christ, I am secure. I want you to say it, say it out loud. In Christ, I am secure. Number three, in Christ, you are free. In Christ, I am free. John chapter 8, verse number 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. When Jesus sets you free, you are free from the past. You are free from your hurt. You are, you are free from the negative words. You are free from the lies that continue to haunt you. You are free from the addiction that wants you to hold you down. You are free from the baggage of life that slows you down. In Christ, you're free. You're free to be everything that Christ has created you to be. You're free from the negative words that people said about you. You're free to be all that Christ called you to be. You're free to be his masterpiece in Christ. Anytime you have a negative thought or you have a negative lie that wants to set you back, uh, you need to look at that negative thought in the face and you need to say, hey, that's not who I am. That's not me. I am who Christ says I am. My reputation, my name is not something I need to protect and guard. It's God's reputation. It's the name that matters. And guess what? He is big enough and strong enough to hold his own. I am there for him and he's there for me. No longer do I have to carry the burden of the past by myself. I don't have to worry about what people think about me because in Christ, I'm free. I am free in Christ. In Christ. Let's say it out loud again. Look at somebody next to you. Say out loud for the neighbor to hear you. In Christ, I am free. In Christ, I am free. This past January, uh, my family, we've been planning to go to Disney World, and this past January we went, my, my, my children, my wife, and then my mom and dad, and uh, we went down to Orlando, and it uh, took a week, right after, the spring, uh, right after the winter break, and we went, and had a great time. We did all the parks, all four days, four parks in four days. We were exhausted. But on the last day, we went to Epcot Center, you know, and so we thought that'd be a, a fun place to kind of close out the trip. So we went to Epcot and um, walk around, and uh, we went to this one ride called Mission Space, Mission Space, and I, didn't, I had no clue what this ride was all about. You know, a lot of times you can see what the ride is, you know, just, you know, you see the ride. But this ride is in a building. And, you know, for me, I just thought it was some type of simulator, you know, nothing, nothing big, no, no big deal. And, uh, and so we kind of walk up to it, our family, and, and it's actually, uh, if you go to the ride, there's two lines. 
there's a green line and there's an orange line. Now the green line, you know, that's for, you know, people that want to take it easy. It's the easy ride. Alright? The orange line, um, it's very, very intense. Now it didn't really go into details how intense, why it's intense. They had stuff like, you know, if you have high blood pressure or if you don't like closing space, you probably should not do this ride. And I, uh, but we were looking around, and the orange line, you know, was like a 35-minute wait. But the, I'm sorry, that, that was the green line. The green line was like a 35-minute wait, but the orange line was like five minutes. I was like, well, let's do the five-minute wait. You know, orange, intense, five-minute, you know, we are kind of weighing it. Was, ah, let's go this way. And, and, and let me just say this for the record. It was my mom that said, oh, we've got to do the orange line. Let's do it. And I said, okay, let's go. So, you know, we, you know, we all line up and we get in and walk in. And there's two opportunities. They show you a video and uh, kind of give you an idea of what this is all about. And we're standing there watching the video. And my dad, he turns around and looks at us and says, guys, I'm not doing this. I, I just can't handle this. And then my wife, Karen, she said, yeah, I'm kind of with, you know, with your dad. I, I'm not doing this either. And so they look for a cast member, and they say, hey, we, we, we're getting out of here. And so they say, okay, they get them out. And so, uh, and so now it's down to me, the two kids, my mom. Now, again, this is mom's idea. We are doing the orange line. We go to the next stop. And it's another opportunity for them to tell us how intense this ride was. And right before we were to walk into the ride, my mom looked at me and said, I can't do this. I said, well, and my kids, they're looking forward to it. I said, well, someone got to go with the kids. And I said, well, you do it. I said, oh, man, what am I doing? And so my mom, she leaves. We walk into the ride. We sit down in this very cramped up space. I still have no idea what's about to happen. We're sitting there, and you got a little screen. And it looks like you're in a space shuttle, a little spaceship. And the screen, you know, counts down. And finally, it counts down to zero. And this thing takes off. It was a centrifuge ride. And I could not breathe. I had to look on the internet today just to see how long this ride was because it felt like it was forever. But it was a four-minute nightmare. It was the worst. I mean, and we were taking a ride to, to, to Mars. I mean, we were kind of floating into space. We got to Earth, and then we had to do another centrifuge around the, the moon to spin off into Mars, and we landed on Mars, it was worse, and I'm like, oh man, I hope this ride is over, because I kept looking around to shut it down. I was looking for the shutdown button, but there was no shutdown button. I was looking at the words of thing. I had got to get off. I couldn't breathe. I mean, my, my vision was getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and I couldn't shut this thing down. Finally, the ride was over. We landed on Mars. I was so thankful that was it because I was afraid that this was going to be a round trip ride back to Earth. But we landed at Mars and the light came on. I walk out and I was white as a ghost. I mean, if I, I never passed out, but there was just a moment right after that ride, I felt like oh, I'm about to pass out. This is, I can't handle this. I was white. My kids, they love it. They said, Dad, can we do this again? I said, no, no, <laughs> not with me. I was so frustrated that I couldn't shut it down. I couldn't shut it down. And as I close, there will be, the, there will be times that those negative thoughts, those lies, they're going to haunt you. They're going to say you're a failure, that you're no good. 
Oh, I wish I never had you. You're not good enough. You don't measure up. You're not worthy. You don't belong here. And every time you hear those lies, shut it down. Shut it down. Don't listen to the lies because we have a shutdown button. You can shut it down. Shut those lies. Shut down the negative thoughts. And remember who you are in Christ. You are not who others say you are. You are who Christ says that you are. The fear of man. It proves to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Close the door to the painful words. Slam them shut. Instead, listen to the voice of truth. In Christ, you're forgiven. In Christ, you are secure. You have full access. And in Christ, you are free. Whenever those negative voice begins to play, shut it down. Slam it shut. And remember who you are in Christ. Our Heavenly Father, we love you and we are thankful for your word that we can be forgiven and secure and free in your son Jesus. Help us to shut down the lie that we want to believe in that oftentimes leads us into a place where we're stuck mentally. Help us to remember that greater is you that's in us than he that's in the world. And so God, help us today. Help us to live in your freedom. Help us to live in the truth of your word. We thank you for the power of your word. God, we ask you to be with all of our ladies today. I pray that today will be a great day. We have a great week. Pray for all of our men to have a great week in Christ. No matter what comes our way, we know who we are in Christ. Pray for our teenagers, college kids, our elementary and children. I pray that this week, that they'll remember who they are in Christ and Christ alone. We pray for these things. In your name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me and know his love. is Yeah.